What's up, everybody? It's a chilly, chilly day in Los Angeles. <laughs> Not really. Not for anyone else in the world, but for us in Los Angeles, it's chilly. And ah, I love to be chilly. I don't know if you can hear it. It's rain. <laughs> rain on the roof, dude. Oh, man. Jay Larson here with you all. Excited to be here. Got some tea going. I lost my voice in Boston. And I know that's a... Uh, I don't know if there's ever been a country song written about Boston. If there was, it would be that one. I lost my voice in Boston. And I'm trying to get it back. So I drink this throat tea. It's called The Voice of Your Soul is Breath. That makes no... I don't even know what that means. Um... Hey, if you're out there on social media, Jay Larson Comedy on Instagram, Jay Larson Comedian, Jay Larson on uh, Facebook, Jay Larson Comedy on Twitter, um, jlarsoncomedy.com. I, I got to get so better about my website. I just don't care. I just don't care. You know what I mean? I don't know what it is. And people are like, dude, you got to update your, your dates, guy. And I'm like, yeah, for what, dude? I don't know. But you're right. Um so I was out here looking for a space heater because I was like, oh, man, I want to use a space heater. You ever just like want to do things to make you feel like it's colder than it is? And uh, I constantly say how I crush at weddings. And I found this picture from my friend's wedding. I married them. And uh, what I think, I don't know if anyone out there has ever married anybody, but when you marry someone, the beauty is you kind of, you know, not kind of, you write the eulogy. Is that a eulogy? No, isn't that like a, a death? Uh, whatever. You write the ceremony. So I, every time I've married people, except for my friends who called me in short notice and asked me to do it like in 15 minutes, uh, <clears throat> rushing it. I can't do any voices or anything. So I always sit down, the husband and the wife, and I ask them like things that I think you should put together like... Not things that church would put together, but things that I think you should know. Like, hey, like I give them like weird questionnaires that I make up. Some are fun, some are serious, some are things that I'm like, yeah, I think this is a cool thing to think about before you get married. So I did that with my friends, and this is a picture. Let me show you the picture of when I I will tell you one of the questions. So that's the picture. And basically what I said was if so my friend Jen is the one who asked me to marry marry them her and Robert and Jen's a doctor okay and she's very cut and cold and calculated not cold but she's calculated she's a doctor so I said if after you got married the other one died how long do you think would be an appropriate amount of time to for them to have to wait to meet someone to like get on with someone else and he said, so I did this at the wedding. I said, and Robert said, I can't even imagine something like that. I'm not even going to answer. And then I said, and Jen's response was very similar. She said, one year. And it crushed. One year, dude. She was like, let me think about that. I think one year. I think one year would be fair. I think after one year, if he wants to go be with someone else, go be with God. Go be with someone else and have someone else. I love a good wedding. Have you ever been to a wedding? I've been to a couple weddings where people like had friends marry them. 
I think they could be hit or miss. You know what I mean? Let me tell you this. When I'm marrying you, I hit. Marry my friends in New Orleans. And we're sitting like backstage. Because for me, it's backstage. Okay? Yeah, I'm performing. That's what I'm doing. I'm performing. And we're all... It's me, the best man. Um... My boy, who's getting married, and his brother, who's kind of like a best... He might have had two best men, but it's like one, two, the five of us backstage, and they're all drinking. And I can't drink because I'm about to perform while I'm marrying them, but it's a performance, and I needed all my wits, you know? I wore a seersucker for that wedding. Wedding in New Orleans? Yeah, seersucker guy. Anyway... I had, I had a couple like applause breaks during that marriage. What? Get the hell out of here. And then we walked right out of there into a second line, which is like a dance. And I went right over the bar. I'm like, let me get a shot of Jack. And they're like, we don't do shots. I'm like, this is New Orleans. They're like, yeah, the venue can't do. I'm like, give me two Jack on the rocks. So they poured me Jack on the rocks. And then I poured them out and did two shots of Jackie. Jackie D, which I have not had in a long time. The other time I wore a seersucker suit to a wedding, check this out. I'm at a wedding in Jamaica, okay, like this fancy place. And one, my buddy who was the groom was marrying this girl. And he's from the South. So there was a lot of Southern dudes there. And, and it was black tie, okay? So everybody was wearing bow ties. I rolled seersucker. Because I'm baller. So I'm seersucker. Everyone else is getting on their bow ties. And I'm down at the wedding. Now, I want to say this. If you've never tied a bow tie, I'm not clipping on a bow tie. Okay? I'm tying my bow tie. So I had to, like, look up on YouTube, how do you tie a bow tie? If you grew up in the South, maybe you know how to bow... I don't know how to do a bow tie. So I look up on YouTube how to do a bow tie. I do it. And, uh... I punched a couple walls, okay? It is tough. And I you you learn how to tie. I remember learning how to tie a tie sophomore year in Mr. Mulvihill's class. I'm pretty sure. Not a bow tie. So I'm tying this bow tie. I figure it out. Now I got it down. Now I'm down at the wedding. And here comes one of these southern dudes, like these older guys, you know, like old southern dudes. Comes rocking in, cummerbund on. No bow tie done. And so I'm standing next to these three guys, older gentlemen. And the one dude with no bow tie says to the other guys, hey, do you guys know how to tie a bow tie? And they go, no, these are like, you just like wrap around and like clip in. And he's like, oh, they're like, uh, I don't know. No one knows how to tie a bow tie. And the guy looks at me, he's like, do you know how to tie a bow tie? I'm like, yeah, I know how to tie a bow tie. And then uh, he's like, do you mind helping me out? So I have to like tie this guy's bow tie on him. Okay, now I'm going reverse, and I'm sitting there next to these dudes, and you know how people in the South are. They think like people from the North, you know, East Coast, essentially, or whatever they think of us. And, I, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm tying this dude's bow tie, and I turn to them, and I'm like, are you telling me amongst three Southern gentlemen, it takes a Yankee to tie a bow tie? I'm not kidding you. These guys were pissed. They were like, well, I went to... I went to Georgia. I went to Georgia. Like, they start rattling off their colleges. And I was like, I don't give a shit where you went, bro. You're not tying a bow tie, son. Now, little do they know, I didn't know how to do it till that day. Anywho, that was that. 
Love a good wedding. Anyway, I found that and I was just like, oh yeah, that was a good day. And I'm loving this weather. This hat, by the way, snow hat, couple things on this this outfit, this get up. This jacket. This this is a company called Modern Amusement with this little bird. And they were like an LA clothing company and they came out and I loved them. They you know, some of this stuff is borderline. You know what I mean? Some of you might see this and be like, dude, what's going on? This is pretty intense, but I think it's just the perfect blend of of all over the place. The blue, the purple, the orange. I love the zip up. I love it. And uh, anyway, I used to be crazy into the, they would make the coolest clothes. And then they just disappeared. And it's a cold day. And I was like, oh, what should I wear? And I popped in the jacket in the closet and I saw this and I'm like, oh, one of my faves. And then this hat, when we did Best Buyers in America, went to Minneapolis, and this place called Psycho Susie's, they had these awesome hats, and I'm like, oh my God, I gotta get one of those hats. And I gotta be straight up with you, I think you guys are feeling too, this just works, you know what I mean? I want a reason to be cozy. I just want a reason. Big thank you to everyone in Hartford. That was two weeks ago, but I pre-recorded, I'm pretty sure. I can't remember. But uh, so I don't think I thanked everybody that came out there. And huge thanks to everyone in Boston. Hartford was fine. It was it was totally fine. Everybody was cool. The fans that came out there, I was, you guys were awesome. Everyone was like, just made a, an effort to come up and say hello afterwards, which just always means a lot to me. Like, it's great. It means a lot to me that you come to a show, but you know, when you take that extra step to come over and be like, Hey man, you know, I listen to the podcast or big fan of this joke or best bars or the invitation, like dudes came up to me in Boston. were like, dude, huge fans of the invitation. And I want to be like, I, you know, I, I appreciate it. I w- I'm like, huh, I wish I wrote it. Um, it's funny. Like as a comedian and as a writer, I, there's other things I do that I've been in that people always will like mention, but I didn't write them, you know? Um, but it always means a lot, just so you know. And I never think of it because every now and then I'll see someone that I appreciate like artistically, whether it be uh, actors or... I never forget the first time Gareth Reynolds, who I love, he used to do these shorts with this guy, Evan, Evan and Gareth. And uh, like I had done a short film with my friend Dave Siegel and we were in this short film festival and Evan and Gareth were in it too. And I had seen one of their shorts before online, like before before you saw everyone's shorts online. And and I remember seeing Evan and Gareth have this one like called Jagoff. Go go look it up. Uh, Evan and Gareth, Jagoff. And I wish I could... I, why am I flaking right now on the director's name? Because he's like now like a big time director. And like you could tell, like he was awesome then. Anyway, he... Uh, the the whole point of the sketch was whenever the other one told you you had to do a Mick Jagger impression, you had to do it or like you would lose the bet and then you find out at the end what the bet is. But like they keep like finding themselves in these crazy scenarios when you would never do a Mick Jagger impression and they have to do it. And it was so funny. And then they had another one where it was like a sex hotline and they were both like up for the last position, like to get to get this job. And the shit they were saying on the phone and the way they shot it, so funny. So funny. Anyway, I saw them. And I just went up to him like, yo, I love you guys. 
And they're like, oh, thanks, man. I'm like, yeah, can we get a picture? And I never, I, I'm, I've done that with them and like David Ortiz and Gronk. Anyway, if you do, do fantasy football, you're like, is fucking Gronk coming back? He's not. I'm crushing in one fantasy football league. I'm getting slammed in another. It's the way it is. Boston, let's talk about it. So many cool things went down in Boston. I took my daughter with me. This Here's the deal. If you have kids... And I feel like a lot of you do. If you're a dad or a mom, whichever, plan a solo trip with your kids. I've done one with my son. Now I've done one with my daughter. It just changes everything. It builds you up. It makes you stronger. It makes your, it gives them confidence. I don't know. I just, it's the greatest. It's the greatest. You fly together. You know what? It's like, I remember saying to my wife, I'm like, well, it should be interesting. And she's like, you guys are going to be great. I'm like, she has nothing else. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm all she's got. She doesn't have her bedroom. She doesn't have her toy. She doesn't have you. Doesn't have her brother. She's got me. In any situation, if she's not like stoked, she's got me. So like, you know, because a lot of times if it's between me and her mom, she wants her mom. Sometimes if it's between me and her bed, she wants her bed. But when she rolls flying cross country and now you're just around strangers and family you don't see all the time it's going to be me and it's the best I mean we packed it in that's another thing is like we just did it all and I know a lot of people maybe have done this like you know taking trips but like we went to the children's museum in Boston we went to the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum which is an art museum in Boston we went to Boston Ballet Rehearsal. My mom used to work there, if you might know that. And I tell friends, I'm like, that'd be like watching the Red Sox go practice or go, you know, whatever your baseball pro team is or pro any sport. Boston Ballet is one of the best ballets in the world. And she got to sit there and watch them, like, practice and have rehearsal. And she loved it. We went to dinner in the North End, which is the Italian part of Boston, where, like, all these great Italian restaurants and sat in a little corner at 8.30 at night we stayed in two different hotels. We stayed at our grandmother's. We slept in. Here's the best day I've had in a long day. In a long time. You know what I mean? On Sunday. So I had shows, right? I brought her to a show on Thursday night, and she stayed backstage with my sister. She could see me. I was on stage, and I could look back and see her, and she could hear the crowd laughing. And I kept asking her, like, do you want to come out here and say hi? And she was like, No. <laughs> and I definitely was not forcing that. Um, so we did that show, um, which was great. And so I decided, I'm like, well, we get in on Wednesday. We went out to dinner that night with my bro and then went to the hotel. My brother designed a hotel in Boston called The Revolution. And it's super cool inside. And like he oversaw all of the design of the whole hotel. Like the rug, the wallpaper, name it. You know, he like helped and like oversaw that whole thing. So we stayed there one night and I was just like, I'm just going to keep her in LA time the whole time we're here. You know, like she's going to go right back to LA. Like if you haven't, I mean at 40, whatever, um, dealing with time change sucks. I mean, it sucks. It's not easy. It is not easy. Like you just got to adjust. I don't want to, I just want to be able to get home and go right back to on the same schedule. So I stayed on the schedule and I'm like, well, I'll keep her on the schedule too. (laughs) Actually, it didn't take much for me. I was up at five this morning. So 
but I've been trying to get up. If I was getting up now, anyway, you don't give a shit. For her, it was easy. I just kept her on that schedule. But what it meant was I could go out to dinner for her with her at eight thirty at night, nine o'clock at night, and people were like, "What are you doing out?" I'm like, "Well, she's on LA time." It was the best. So she came to that show on Thursday. Uh, well, Thursday we woke up, we went to the Gardner Museum, stayed at the hotel Thursday night. Friday, got up, went to the Friday. I had to go do press where they pick you up at six o'clock in the morning. So I just prepped her the night before. I'm like, listen, we're going to get up early tomorrow, but then you can come back and you can crash again if you want, but you got to come. I mean, she was sleeping at press with me and then like watching through the glass while I was doing radio. It was the best. It was so cool. It's like something that you'd, you know, like we put our kids on schedules because kids need discipline. They need structure because otherwise they're going to, they don't have, First of all, adults need it. We all need to kind of be told, yeah, go do this. Otherwise, you just like float or you just smoke weed all day. What's up? But she can't smoke weed. She's only four. Um, so then we went back, snoozed for a little bit, then went to the Boston Ballet, then we drove to my hometown, had lunch with my mom. She stayed home with my sister, her cousin, my niece, and my mom that night. I did my show, came home, I put her to bed. Saturday, woke up, we went to the Children's Museum, came back, hung out. <clears throat> she hung out with my co- my niece, her cousin, and my mom. And then my mom put her to bed. I got home late from doing two shows Saturday, and then it was Sunday. And that was like the first day we could sleep in, you know? So I got up at like 9.15 which was like 6.15 LA time. No big deal. And I lit a fire. What? I lit a fire in the fireplace, which is the best. It's the best. I think I had a fire going the day before as well on Saturday, but Sunday morning, just woke up, lit a fire. Then she got up at like, 10 and she sees me having the fire and she like brings all of her loveys and all these like weird trinkets she's collected around my mom's house and brings them and she sits in front of the fire and we just sit there and then I'm like all right why don't I go get us you know I'll make you some eggs I made her some eggs and she had her breakfast and then we just spent the whole day at my mom's and it was like unbelievable snowed out a little like not enough to collect on the ground I don't know how many people out there have grown up around snow. One of my favorite weather is just one of my favorite things. I mean, look at me. What what am I doing? I look like I'm prepared for winter right now, but it's raining in LA and I'm just like, Oh, I love it. I was writing this morning and I have a good buddy, rich who has made music for this podcast earlier on when I was switching it up and hopefully he's got some new tracks coming out. He's going to let me play him, uh, go jogging by my house at six fifteen, cause my man is dropping LB son. And it was like, how random, like you, you know, you're old when you're running outside at six fifteen to catch up with your boy who's jogging like what up? Um, anyway, Boston was the best. Here's the best thing that happened. So if you know this about my town, Stoneham, Massachusetts, there's a zoo, okay? There's a zoo in my town. And it's kind of like everyone in Massachusetts knows about the Stone Zoo. So I'm from Stoneham. The zoo is the Stone Zoo. Everyone knows about the zoo because when you're a kid, 
everyone goes on field trips and you either go, either go to the Franklin Park Zoo, which is like as far as zoos go in my in Massachusetts is the biggest zoo, I think. And there's the Stone Zoo. Okay. I my town was like 9 square miles. It's a tiny little town. But we had a zoo. There's a, a like a they call it a pond, spot pond in in my town, but it's like a super small lake. It's a reservoir where we go swimming as kids. Like we would go and sneak and swim. There's like this rock and you take these hiking trails and you'd swim until like a state park person or like someone came in and kicked you out. It was the best. And then me and my brother one time, I remember I was like, he was in college or I was in college. He graduated in summer. I'm like, yo, you want to go to spot pond and go for a swim? And like, he was smoking butts at the time. Like not at that moment, but like he was a smoker then. He's like, yeah, all right. And like we swam out to this island to then swim back, which was like we swam in at this place where like you 100% could not. So I don't know what made us decide like, yeah, let's just let's just decide that we're going to go swim in the reservoir where no one's allowed to swim. And we're not even going to go to a place that's like hidden like the rock. And I remember like getting to the island. My brother was like gassed because he'd been smoking butts. Maybe I was in high school. I'm like, what's your deal, dude? And he's like, what do you mean, dude? I smoke butts. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so there's a zoo, you know, because there's a lot of like hiking trails. Um, when I took my son home, I took him hiking there. There's hiking trails anyway. So there's a zoo there. And when I was a kid, it was like a legit zoo. Like legit, you'd walk in flamingos like crazy. Then you come, and I know you're thinking, "Oh, really? Flamingos?" Make-? No, listen to me. Then you come over, and there was this like two floor like pool, like that, like a cement wall, but like like rocks, but windows in it, and you'd see seals come by. There was seal tank, and it was huge. There was gorillas, monkeys. There was a, a giant, which there still is, um, atrium with all kinds of birds in it. There was like a thing you'd go. Th- all kinds of animals, but then on the on the backside, because it was a backside, straight up lions, tigers, elephants, giraffe. I mean, it was a zoo, man. It was a legit zoo, and a polar bear. That was the anchor that held that place down. There was a goddamn polar bear. Which, if you think about it, imagine if in your town at any moment you could be like, "Yeah, I got a polar bear in our town." We had a polar bear. We had a polar and had all these other things. Over time. Like everything in our country, it seems, money just disappeared. Things get too expensive. Like, there used to be funding for this kind of stuff, and people would make the time. And now people are like, what do I want to go to the Stone Zoo for? And then things get more expensive, and people want to go less, and it got run down. And, like, then the polar bear died, and then everyone's like, well, what are we going to see? You know what I mean? Now there's no lions. There's no tigers. There's no giraffe. There's no elephant. Okay? Like, Stone Zoo... It's at the bottom of the barrel, okay? I mean, literally, they have two eagles, and they're in a cage the size of this garage because they both have a broken arm. And they're like, yeah, we rescued them, but you can look at them. And then, so on stage, one of the nights in Boston, I'm talking about the Stone Zoo, and this woman goes, oh, yeah, I work there. And I go, you work at the Stone Zoo? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, that's so crazy. What do you do? And she's like, I'm the zookeeper. And I was like, you're the zookeeper. And she's like, yeah. And now forgive me, by the way, because my Boston accent has been like popping since I came back. And she's like, yeah, I'm the zookeeper. And I was like, 
No way. And like you would expect, the zookeeper from the Stone Zoo, she's like, yeah, I shovel shit. That's what I do. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds exactly like something the zookeeper from the Stone Zoo would say. You shovel shit. And turns out she was like, you know, when you when every time I go home, it's fun because... I forget how much I love Massachusetts and how much I make fun of all these little towns. Like Massachusetts, everyone, like when I was in Connecticut, this group of people came up and they're like, hey man, we had a, we had a great time. And I was like, oh, thanks. And they're like, Could, you might forget a picture. I'm like, no. And I talked to him for a minute. Turns out one of the guys from Mass, I'm like, oh, where are you from? He's like, West Roxbury. I'm like, oh, do you know my friend Cindy? And he's like, yeah, of course I know Cindy. They, they used to work together at the YMCA. And there are other friends who aren't from Mass. We're like, what is going on here? I'm like, oh, you've never met anyone in Massachusetts before? Like, this is what we do. Like, the towns are so small and everyone's connected either through someone going to UMass or there's always going to be a way, if you ask enough questions, that you'll be connected. And like, so then I saw my friend from that girl, Cindy, at my show in Boston. I'm like, hey, you know who I ran into was your friend, Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I go, do you remember him? She's like, yeah, of course. We used to work together the while. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what he said. So to have the zookeeper in your town. Oh, my point was I was making fun of these little towns. I forget like how easy it is. Like there's like, you know, like trashy towns. And like Bobby Kelly, when he was on the podcast, he's from a trashy town. I think he's from Malden. And I so I went and did morning radio and this dude who's from Malden was talking talking shit about how Stoneham was like a yuppie town. And I was like, what are you even talking, yuppie town? What are you out of your goddamn mind? So it turns out the zookeeper's from Lynn. Now let me tell you something about Lynn. It's trash, okay? It's not good. And so I was like, I was like, of course a chick from Lynn is a zookeeper at the Stone Zoo. And then she went to UMass Boston, which is not a good school. I don't think they have a zoo program, you know what I mean? Let alone like a veterinarian program. I don't know what they have. And uh, so it's just like, I love going back there and just making fun of every town. Here's something I would like everyone to do. I would love everyone to do. I tried this recently and it's going to change. It's going to change the way you talk to people and it's going to change the way you interact with the world. So listen to what I'm telling you right now. I went into a Dunkin' Donuts and I went up and I ordered a coffee and a donut and a hell yeah. So I go up and I go, how you doing? She's like, good. What can I get for you? And I go, can I just get a coffee black and then a chocolate glazed and a hell yeah? And she goes, what's that? I go, just a coffee black, a chocolate glazed and a hell yeah. And she goes, a hell yeah? I go, no, a hell yeah. And she smiles. And she goes, hell yeah. And I go, that's all I'm asking for. And guess what? That changed her. Changed me. It's that simple. Ask for a hell Yeah. Try it. I want everyone to try it this week and see if it changes the way your interaction goes with them. They might think you're crazy. They might hate you, but I don't think so. I bet 90% of you will have a success rate and people will be like, oh man, that feels good. I like that. It's different. I don't know how many people out there have that experience of being able to like be from somewhere and then go back, you know? especially as a stand-up. Like, I get to go talk about the place I'm from to the people that are from there, but with a perspective from someone who's not from there anymore. And it's the best. I love it. Love being there. Love being home. What is it, by the way, with girls and wanting to be veterinarians? 
Like that's so many girls. Like when you ask them at a young age, like what do you want to do? They want to be veterinarian. It's like my daughter is like obsessed with dogs and kitties. And like my niece used to always talk about being a veterinarian. So many. <coughs> and I wonder how many t- grow up to be zookeepers. You know what I mean? Like these people are just like growing up to be zookeepers. Just getting a lozenge in. I lost my voice completely and now have just like, it's like translated to just being sick. And you know what I realized? When I was a kid, I never, when I got sick, I would just drink Robitussin. Like that Chris Rock joke, if you don't know that Chris Rock joke about Robitussin, oh my God. The best. He just basically talked about like how his mom just like put Robitussin, gave him Robitussin for everything, would pour it on a cut. He's like, you run out of Robitussin, put some water in it, shake it up, Mo Tussin. Kept calling it Tussin. But that literally was our home growing up as kids. I have never, I don't think I ever had a prescription ever as a kid. It was like, yeah, you drink Robitussin. Like, I'll drink Robitussin out of the bottle. I love it. It's like Jaeger. Tastes like Jaeger. But now I'm sick and my wife was like, are you going to go get, go to the doctor about that? I'm like, for what? Like, I think my body will just get over it at some point. She's like, well, and now look, I'm on halls and this. I don't know. I met this dude recently who told me when he, he, he used to have a van and I was like, yeah, he, he was a van guy. <clears throat> you know there are guys that are like if they told you they owned a van you're like oh yeah yeah 100% yeah yeah no one just owns a van you're either a van guy or you're not a van guy this dude was a van guy and he told me yeah he goes my dad was a van guy and then gave me his van and then when he gave me his old van he had gotten a new van I'm like that is hilarious you guys were just both cruising around in vans and he goes not only were we both cruising around in vans but when he gave me my van that same he gave me the van and then said all right now we're gonna go drag race him and he took me out to this the spot where he used to drag race and we drag raced against each other in the vans and i was like all right that's like the coolest thing of all time because i was thinking about like with my daughter when i was home like i would drive fast once in a while like if I got to pass somebody, I'd be like, watch out, here we go. You know, and you just take off and then she'd like, drive fast. She's always like, drive fast, dad, drive fast. Which by the way, that's another great thing about like being on a trip with your kids solo is when you're on a trip, there's none of the other bullshit of life getting in the way between you connecting. You know what I mean? When you're home with your kids, even if you're spouse is out of town or like the other kid is out somewhere you got stuff around the house you're gonna see like a oh is that pile of laundry or oh we gotta clean up that corner of the room or uh you gotta go to soccer practice or you gotta go to this birthday party when when you're on a like a little road trip the only thing you have to do is connect with each other that's it every day was an adventure every day waking up we'd wake up together and i'd be like what's our adventure you know, we had to share a bed at my mom's and then at one of the hotels, you know, and I, I would tell her before bed, listen, this is your side of the bed. Because at my mom's house, it was like not even a queen. It's like a, 
A full? Is that what it is? No, tw- not a twin. A little bigger, but. And I would tell my daughter, I'm like, hey, here's the deal. You see this line? That's your side of the bed. I'm like, I don't want your loveys on my side of the bed. I don't want your blanket on my side of the bed. And I'll tell you what's definitely not going to be on my side of the bed. Those little Jimmy legs. You keep those Jimmy legs on the other side of the bed. I'm not one of these dudes. When you share a bed with your daughter, which I had to do on the road trip, I told my daughter, I just said to her straight up, here's the deal. You are not getting on my side of the bed. I just told her right before bed, this is your side of the bed. I don't want your loveys over here. I don't want your blanket over here. I don't want your little feet. I love those little feet, but I don't want them on my side of the bed. I'm going to sleep. When we wake up, you want a little cuddle in the morning? I'll give you a little cuddle. I'll give you a little cuddle before bed. I'll give you a little cuddle when you wake up. But I'm going to tell you right now, in the middle of the night, you keep those feet on your side of the bed. Dad's got to get some rest, and I can't be having your little legs coming over. I can't have your hand flapping in my face. And I'll be I'll tell you straight up, there was a point where her leg came over and I pushed her right back and she gave a little kick and I said, I don't give it what are you gonna do about it? All right, get some rest. Something pretty cool though. I'm not like an advocate that your kid should sleep with you. I'm just not. I think like they should have their bed, they like learn to like fall asleep on their own I just I don't know I don't know why I think maybe my wife was like hey that's the way we should do it and I was like immediately was like yeah 100% they should sleep in their bed we sleep in our bed I want my own space I want my my space with my wife I don't want my kid in there on a road trip different thing but there's something cool about like waking up and like rolling over me and like hey you what are you doing? And like turning it into a joke, turning it into something fun. Like we get so caught up in our everyday lives where life can get annoying, you know, life can get annoying. It can get repetitive. It can be the same. It can get, you know, lame. But when you're on the road trip, nothing's the same. It's unique. You don't have to worry about anything else. And that was the beauty is every day making some kind of joke. I remember one morning at home, my daughter got up early, like at five, and then like came into our room, and then we just let her sleep in there. And when I rolled over in the morning, she's right next to me, and I had a mustache at the time, and she looked at me, and she goes, Daddy has a little beard. And I started dying laughing. And my wife was already out of the bed, and it was just two of us, and I go, what? And she grabbed my face, and she goes, Daddy has a little beard. And I go, it's a mustache. She's like, Nope. Daddy, and so then I kept saying it back and forth to her, and we sat there and laughed for like twenty minutes <coughs> about this little beard idea that she came up with. And the last night we were in Boston, we were in a hotel sharing a king bed. And I told the same thing: "Yo, that's your side of the bed. This is my side of the bed. Don't be coming over my side of the bed. I know it's a bigger bed. You stay on your side." So I turned the light out and she was like giddy. It was our last night. And I told her like, let's get our rest. We're going to be able to sleep. Like, you know, I I had luckily booked a 12 p.m. flight so we could sleep in a little. And she was like all giddy and just like kept coming over and like grabbed my face and like saying stuff. So then like I'm like laughing around, joking around with her. Like there was no thing. There was nothing to get up for that you have to be like get to bed you know like when you when you when you have to get up for school your kids got to go to bed at a certain time when you're on the road whatever 
It's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome to do that. So if you if you have children, make an excuse. Go away for even two days, one night, two nights. If you live like in Wisconsin, go to a lake and rent a cabin, just the two of you, and or go to New York and take them to a musical. Whatever it is, it's going to be special because it's the two of you. But find like, you know, it's just worth it. We're trying to plan something for New Year's Eve. I can't stand New Year's Eve. Are you New Year's Eve people? Oh. This is something I want to say to you guys. I'm kind of all over the road today, guys. I apologize. I'm trying to see how long this is for. I'm kind of all over the road. This head cold, man. Um, I'm going to make like a mini Christmas special. I'm going to make... I'm going to make a mini... It's like she was saying, Daddy has a little beard. Like, she was making fun of me. Like, I couldn't grow a full beard. I'm like, I could grow a full beard. I chose this, and it's a mustache. It's not a tiny beard. Um, I'm going to make a Christmas special, and it's going to come out early December. And I'm going to make a cocktail for you to have at your house. A couple different cocktail ideas. I'm going to give you some food ideas, some entertaining ideas, some music ideas, all kinds of stuff for Christmas. Different way to approach Christmas. So if you have any suggestions of things you think would be cool for me to do for Christmas, let me know and I'll see if I can do them because I think it'd be really fun. And uh, it'd be cool if uh, you guys had some ideas for me to do. You know, sometimes I need it. We all need inspiration sometimes, you know, and it was going to be a Thanksgiving. And then I realized I didn't have anywhere near enough time. And I want to put it out early enough so that people could use it and be like, oh, you know, that's something I'm going to try and give you like time to prepare. So email me holiday bakery productions at Gmail or Instagram direct message. Facebook, you can message me. I don't look there as much as I do everywhere else. And uh, tell me some things you want me to do. This is what I'm thinking. I think I'm going to make a house cocktail. A couple different options of like, so for your Christmas, drinks you can have. I'm going to make a dessert. Maybe just one thing. But like something that can help you. I'm going to make stuffing because there's something special I like to do with stuffing. I am going to go over music for holidays because I know everyone gets burnt out over Christmas music. I have some cool Christmas music. Some decorating ideas, okay, and some like uh, uh, like ways to decorate your table ideas to make it like fresh and unique. Anyway, this might sound uber lame to some of you, but I think a Christmas special will be fun. And then there'll be some Christmas stories mixed in throughout the special um, Christmas memories kind of stuff. So let me know about that. Are you excited about Christmas? I get it. I- Got to be honest. The first, this is like the first cold day in LA, and I'm like getting excited about this. I also want to say we started watching a new show called the Good uh, the Morning Show. Anybody watching that on Apple TV? Check it out, Morning Show. It's a good one. Steve Carell, Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, um, Billy Kudrip. Is that how you say his name? I don't know. Um, 
I'm not good at remembering people's names, and I I just ran into like people the other day, and like you could tell they're like learning your name when they're like Jay, right? And you're like, yeah, and you're like, all right, Jay, I like that. It's a great name, Jay. I mean, it's simple. And then you're like, oh, you're learning my name right now. And then part of me is like judging a little bit. I'm a very judgmental person. I got to be honest. I'm just a judgmental person. Do I wish I wasn't? Yeah. Am I? Hundred percent. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, and I'm like, well, why are you judging that person? Because they want to learn your name. You don't learn anyone's name. And I don't. And it's a fault. And I know it is. So um, that's all on that. I'm going to wrap this up because I don't want to waste your time. I'm not as prepared as I should have been. And um, I'm sick. And I, you know, deal with it. You know, that's what it is this week. Um, I love you guys. I'll talk to you next week. Send me ideas for Christmas, okay? So I can do in the special. Okay.